You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click donate. This to me speaks volumes of his courage. He knows the cost of his upcoming temple protest, and he chooses to speak out anyway. This gives us insight into life-giving ways to interpret the language of, of taking up the cross and following Jesus. This is Herb Montgomery, and I want to welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. This is episode 360, and our title this week is Gaining the World, Losing One's Humanity. In Mark's gospel, we read, and it's a rather lengthy passage this week, it's Mark 8, 31 through 38. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have the, have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory and with the holy angels. Those controlling an unjust status quo have always used violence to force the silence of those who call for distributively just change and equitable transformation of society. In Jesus' society, Rome maintained social peace, quote-unquote, by terrorizing inhabitants with the threat of a a militarized, heavy-handed backlash if any group disrupted the smooth functioning of the Pax Romana. This is the political or social context in which we must understand our passage this week. Jesus was facing two options, remain silent and avoid Rome's violent response, i.e. crucifixion, or stand in the tradition of past Hebrew prophets and speak his truth to the unjust, exploitative clients of Rome who were controlling the temple state. So with this context, we can I think we can most safely reclaim and even understand better the, the must language of the passage that we're reading this week. As Jesus saw vulnerable people in his society being harmed, he could not remain silent without losing hold to some degree of his own humanity. He must speak out, and speak out he did in the temple courtyard through both rhetoric and, and flipping the money changers' tables. It, it is the, 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 the must 
here that must hold priority in our understanding. The reason Jesus must suffer the political consequences of speaking out uh, was because he could not remain silent. And I imagine he couldn't picture it any other way. And this, this to me speaks volumes of his courage. He knows the cost of his upcoming temple protest, and he chooses to speak out anyway. This gives us insight into life-giving ways to interpret the language of, of taking up the cross and following Jesus. Interpreting the cross as self-sacrifice, the, the, the self-sacrifice that Jesus modeled and, and that we must follow too, that has borne destructive and harmful fruit in multiple vulnerable communities, especially women in Christian circles. In these circles, taking up one's cross has come to mean remaining silent, the very thing Jesus couldn't find himself doing. Be like Jesus. Take up your cross. Just silently bear the injustice that you're suffering. But this is not at all what we see Jesus doing in this story. In the story, Jesus is refusing to be silent and just bear the suffering. He is speaking out, despite knowing that a cross may very well be the backlash that he receives for doing so. I do not believe that Jesus would have taught the oppressed whose lives and selves were already being sacrificed by those in power and whose humanity was already being denied. I don't believe he would have taught them to, to choose greater self-sacrifice or greater denial of their humanity. Jesus instead gave them a way to affirm their humanity, to affirm their worth, to affirm their value, and to stand up and speak out even in the face of the threat of death. The other phrase in this passage that speaks to me at this moment in American society is what does it profit a person if they gain the whole world but lose their soul? At the time that I wrote this podcast, I was watching the second impeachment trial of, of former President Donald Trump. And over the last four years, every time I have thought that certainly this is the moment that Republican lawmakers will wake up from their, their spell and, and break from their path and do what's right, they have sunk repeatedly to even lower depths. But I want to be careful. My concern here is not partisan politics. My concern is humanity. One party has dug in and placed their own political re-election aspirations over and against the common good, the good of the country, basic humanity, including their own, and even against democracy itself. Ultimately, Republican senators voted not to convict the former president, despite how much evidence was piled up over on top of more evidence. They, they misjudged that their own futures would be better if they just buried their heads in the sand. Yet what's at stake is even larger than our democracy. As Jesus called his followers, we're called to find and reclaim our humanity. To Republicans who have uh, kept following Trump down paths that, that none of them should have followed, this is the moment to turn around. What does it profit a person if they gain the whole world and yet in doing so that they lose their souls? My heart hurts 
as I watch the, the resoluteness of so many who are refusing to do what's right. In the, 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 the spirit of our passage from Mark on doing what is right, even if one is threatened with a cross, I was moved by two significant moments from the impeachment trial. The first moment was Chaplain Barry Black's reference in his prayer at the beginning of the trial to a hymn that was my favorite when I was a teenager, Once to Every Man and Nation. And second was Representative Jamie Raskin's adaptation of Thomas Paine's words in in The Crisis at the very end of of the prosecution's case. I'm going to end this week's podcast with both of those quotes. The first is from James Russell Lowell, Once to Every Man and Nation. Once to Every Man and Nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth and falsehood for the good or evil side. And Thomas Paine's words from The Crisis adapted by Raskin. These are the times that try men's and women's souls. The summer soldier, the sunshine patriot, will shrink at this moment from the service of their cause and their country. But everyone who stands with us now will win the love and the favor and the affection of every man and every woman for all time. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. But we have this saving consolation. The more difficult the struggle, the more glorious in the end will be our victory. Heart Group application this week. We at Renewed Heart Ministries are continuing to ask all of our heart groups not to meet together physically at this time. Please uh, stay connected virtually with one another. And and remember, this is a time where you can practice the resource sharing and the mutual aid that's, that's found in the Gospels with so many who are hurting right now. Make sure that others in your group have what they need. And this is a time, remember, to work together and to prioritize protecting those that are the most vulnerable uh, among your group. Number one this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or this podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, have you ever had to make a decision between staying silent and speaking out? Uh, Share your experience and any possible lessons that you learned uh, with your group this week. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, and just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.